Support for this podcast is provided by SHL. From talent acquisition to talent management, SHL Solutions provide your organisation with the power and scale to build your business with the skilled, motivated and energised workforce you need. SHL takes the guesswork out of growing a talented team by helping you match the right people to the right moments with simplicity and speed. They equip recruiters and leaders with people insights at an organisation, team and individual level, accelerating growth, decision-making, talent mobility and inspiring an inclusive culture. To build a future where businesses thrive because their people thrive, visit shl.com to learn more. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 509 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Employer branding is under pressure in many organisations at the moment, and layoffs and budget cuts are hitting the function hard. However, anyone with even the most basic understanding of employer and talent branding can see how short-sighted this is, and how vital building an employer brand is for a company's long-term future. So, How can we highlight the importance of employer branding and make employers see it as the essential function that it is? My guest this week is Alex Herr, Head of Employer Branding at GoDaddy and a global advocate for its importance. Alex has some excellent advice on illustrating impact and ROI and interesting insights into the future. Hi, Alex, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please, could you introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Yeah. Hey, Alex, we're here, as Matt mentioned, uh, head of employer branding at GoDaddy. Uh, also founder of the EB Space, a Discord uh, employer brand community. I've uh, been in the space for a better part of six years and just love all things employer branding, uh, mentorship, and just helping, helping others learn more about uh, the amazing things that we do in the employer branding space. Absolutely. And really, the last six years has been such an interesting time for employer branding as well. It's a very interesting time to be involved with it, basically. Agreed. Talk us through the the current challenges with employer brand, because, you know, like everything, it's been through a lot of disruption, a a lot of change. There's lots of challenges around, you know, and, and things are changing again since the pandemic. Talk us through the current challenges. Yeah, I think, um, you know, some, some of the current challenges, uh, obviously, you know, chat GPT is, is one that is, uh, you know, making waves across uh, every sector within TA or just, you know, any, any form of, uh, you know, any area that has like writing. And I think with, you know, with employer branding, it's okay. Hey, does, does it make it better, better copywriting? Um, you know, you're only as good as the technology, but, uh, or, you know, how do we, how do we make that work? Um, I also think the, the other, you know, big elephant in the room is while employer branding has come a long way, a lot of folks are, you know, just getting, getting, uh, you know, laid off or functions, employer branding functions that companies are just completely being, you know, removed. And I think that's a huge issue because um, it shows that we, we've come a long way, uh, but we have, uh, you know, there's, there's much more work to do to, to make it a, a mainstay at, you know, 
all major companies where they, they have to view poor branding as, okay, you, you need that there uh, for better or for worse. Um, and I think we have to do a better job. And that's, you know, I challenge that to, to myself and those in the industry to, uh, to do a better job of selling that and making this, you know, a relevant uh, function that has to be there at a company. And uh, I think we've got a ways to go when it comes to that. No, absolutely. And I, I want to talk about that in a second and really get your views on how other employer brand leaders, people doing employer branding can kind of really prove their value. Mm-hmm. Before we do, though, I'm really interested to get your perspective on why employer branding is so important and perhaps why it's so important right now. Yeah, I think it's huge right now because we we look at employer branding you know, if you give like an EB one-on-one course, and I've done this several times, you you look at employer branding from the, the the point of where, you know, it's top of funnel, you're trying to capture someone's attention before they join the company. And what I think a lot of companies are missing is it's not just then, and not just also when they they have actually joined the company, the offboarding experience when you're, you know, letting individuals go, that's huge as well. Because they're going to remember how they were treated when you, you know, you, you sold them on all these amazing things and why they should join the company. And they will definitely remember how you treated them when they left the company. You know, yeah, you, everyone has to make business decisions. That's just the reality of the, uh, you know, of the world and, you know, the, the state of the economy at the moment. However, if you do that in a, you know, I would say in a respectful and graceful way, people will look at that and say, okay, you know what? It was a good experience all around. And I think that does make a huge impact on if they, you know, will potentially be boomerangs one day, which is another aspect of, uh, you know, employer branding and, you know, the the candidate experience. We mentioned that employer brand leaders will be under sort of tremendous pressure at the moment to, you know, demonstrate the strategic value and, and the ROI that employer branding provides. What would your advice be in terms of how people can do that effectively and, and really communicate the value to key stakeholders in the business? Yeah, my my advice to them and my challenge to them would be, okay, are, are you working in silos? You know, you're working on your own and just posting up stuff on your employer branding based platforms and just hoping that they're going to see that. That's not going to cut it anymore, uh, especially at times where, okay, they, you know, companies need to make the best decisions for uh, for themselves and, you know, choose what, what, what they want to keep around, honestly. And I think that's okay, you know, getting constant, you know, meetings with leadership, the right stakeholders you should be meeting with as well, outside of, you know, if you sit with them, TA, internal comms and marketing, outside of that, because what we do works well when everyone works together as a team. And that requires, you know, other stakeholders knowing what you're doing and also knowing the value, like not just, okay, impressions and clicks, like that's great for us. You know, we know that when it comes to some of these native platforms, but how does that relate to them? Are they seeing, okay, you know, are they seeing a, a lower cost per applicant, cost per hire? Uh, are they seeing a higher quality of source, you know, quality applicants coming through the door? And are you also then in turn taking that work and are you lowering their spends and the, uh, you know, the dependency on job boards? You have to show what you're doing that is making that much of a difference. And if you're, you know, if you're just sitting there and you're, you're not sharing that, you're hoping that they're just going to, naturally gravitate towards you and, you know, randomly feel that what you do is important, I think you're going to find yourself on the outside looking in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, this is going to be different from company to company and sector to sector. But in your experience, what are the most sort of powerful statistics or metrics that 
that em- employer brand professionals can can use to really demonstrate the the ROI that they need to be demonstrating at the moment? Yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of it you have at the uh, tips of your fingers. It's um, you know Google Analytics showing you know because you can show all the how all the campaigns are performing. You know uh, UTM tracking links are phenomenal. That's going to give you a lot of information to work with there. And then how it flows into your Google Analytics, how things have changed from time to time. Um, I mean, they they have a you know, nifty little button there that allows you to compare. So I would challenge individuals to you know compare what was done before after, compared to you know to when you arrived at the company. And let's say if you've had a quarter to to do that, and that's personally how I do things. I run things quarter to quarter, so I show that value instantly and see what's changed. You know, if you've done your if you've done your work from you know, with the external campaigns, you'll see, okay, hey, there's a lot more social traffic coming in. There's a lot more direct traffic coming in, which is huge. I think that's one that people discount because outside of cost per applicant, cost per hire, direct traffic means you've done a lot, right? You have a lot of different content marketing, would it be blogs, graphics, videos that have captured their attention where they're not just clicking on the link that you or link or the ads that you're you're pushing out there. They have made the conservative effort to type this in, whether it be on a mobile device or on the laptop, to find you. So you're already in their heads. You know, you're you've done enough to convince them to be a passive job seeker to an active job seeker. And I think that one is huge. And then uh, the other one I would say is uh, definitely the um, uh, the quality of the source um, and the quality of the applicant. Like when they're coming through, you know, yes, you may. You may always be looking for hires from a source. Don't get me wrong. I think that's phenomenal. However, if you see them getting to different stages of the interview process, that tells you that whatever you implemented, you know, early on in your time there at your respective company, it's working. It's working and you're finding better, you know, quality individuals who will make a difference who do want to join your company. A lot of employer branding is about storytelling, taking those internal stories and then telling them externally. How might those storytelling skills help tell the story of the, you know, the, the power and the value of employer brand internally? I mean, you, you obviously mentioned lots of, um, you know, statistics and, and things like that. How, how could people bring that together in a, into a really powerful story? Oh, man. I think there's a lot you can do there, honestly. And that it's also... It's a double-edged sword, right? I think if, you, if you're seeing that there, you, you have a great culture. And I think that, honestly, a lot of that plays into the success that we can have as employer brand practitioners. Because if you've got a good culture, you know, just, just look at what, what you have there. Whether you have like local, you know, Slack or Teams channels or, you know, if there's all hands that are going on and the, you know, the type of, uh, you know, uh, stories or responses you're getting from that. Uh, or even even as simple as email uh, or just different conversations you're having with uh, teammates. Those are stories that you can take and, okay, take into consideration like what you're hearing. If you're hearing these amazing things they're doing outside of work or, you know, fitness type of uh, stories or stories of, you know, side hustles, there are your themes right there. Uh, obviously, it's a matter of um, being GDPR compliant and, you know, getting proper, re, you know, proper responses from them to share those stories. But uh you do have common themes that are there. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I've done that, you know, not just at my current employer, but other places where those stories are there to be had. Right. And it takes someone to, to listen to those individuals and say, Hey, I, I would love to share this. 
And, you know, like we, we did that here with, uh, with our five to nine series. Also, a simple one that every single employer brander can, can put together is a day in the life or team focused type of uh, stories or locational stories. Uh, there's, there's endless possibilities. Like you don't really need to, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? Everything is there for you. Just a matter of capturing that and determining, okay, how do you want to amplify that to an external audience? You mentioned chat GPT at the start of the conversation. Mm-hmm. What role should technology play in employer branding? How are you seeing organizations use technology to make their employer branding more effective? Um, I think honestly, technology plays a huge role in what we do because for you know for every uh, employer brand shop that has a team, and it could be two to three individuals, there are uh, plenty of companies that do have just one individual, you know, a a solo talent brander that is doing everything. And if you're that one person doing everything, and I've been in this position before, you're going to need some assistance from technology. Now, it's not going to do everything for you. It's going to make it a hell lot easier, though. We've mentioned that, obviously, employer branding, like lots of parts of uh, of you know t- talent acquisition and talent in general is is going through a lot of challenges at the moment mm-hmm. looking on the other side of all of this what do you think the future of employer branding is going to look like i still think it is it, it's gonna we are going to get to the point i'm very confident in this i'm not just you know <laughs> just throwing this out there i think you will see more teams uh more companies that do you know prioritize and value uh, what it is that we do, and better and deeper understanding of the the space. Because right now, I think it's we've come a long way uh, since the pandemic. You know, the the amount of job openings that are out there, I think, are, are phenomenal. Right, there's still quite a bit, uh, regardless of the layoffs. However, um, you know, it's a matter of us just uh, it, taking it to a deeper level and having individuals who truly do that. And I mean this, who actually you know, are fully involved in the employer branding space that can speak to that because it's, uh, it's still very much, uh, it's a fad. And I think, you know, at, at, you know, you have a lot of, you know, talent acquisition, you know, uh, folks who, who like to add that on to their LinkedIn's who, yes, you can say, you know, employer branding, but do you know it? Have you done the work outside of, you know, ma- making hot takes and, you know, not actually showcasing what work you can do. I think we'll get a spot to where there's a lot of individuals who, hey, they can they can whip up an EVP. They can give you a recruitment marketing strategy, content marketing strategy, and they can tie that together. And uh, I see us getting there. And um, I don't think it's going to be too long, but uh, we will get there. And it's going to be a much more mature and, uh, you know, forced to be reckoned with type of function at a company. Tell us more about your Discord, the EB space. Tell us more about that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so it is a it's a community that I built with a good friend based out of UK, Claire D'Souza. And um, you know, we, we wanted a space for employer brand uh, consultants or in-house uh, practitioners who were not just based in one country versus the other, right? A true global community where, okay, we could take our, you know, our conversations to a deeper level, deeper level, we could work through problems and, you know, be there for one another. And, uh, you know, still early on, you know, we, uh, we were about to reach 300 members, but uh, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, we enjoy because it takes us away from some of the, you know, some of the familiar platforms, right? Like LinkedIn groups, Facebook, or just any of the other type of channels that are out there. 
and it allows you to do everything on Discord. You can break everything down by different channels, you know, sub-channels in terms of like if there's job openings, resources. You can even host your own. I mean, we did our first AMA session with videos right inside there, right? You never have to leave it. And that's always the best experience for anybody who's a part of a community or a group because you don't want to bounce between four or five different platforms. You want everything there. And it's uh it's it's been amazing, honestly. Like we're we're a month in and um looking forward to uh you know growing the community even more and uh, you know taking it to new heights. And as a final question, what's your favorite piece of employer branding work or strategy that, that you've seen recently um outside of your own organization? Hmm, let's see. Um I was talking to um gosh, uh Nick Thompson about this and I um, I, I like the, the metric that he's come up with. I know he was recently on your show, Matt, and, uh, it was the, uh, cost per, I believe it was cost per time. And it was a unique metric that I don't see anybody using, you know, something I want to dive deeper into, but outside of that, then I would say, uh, there, there's been a lot of great things that Emily Firth, who's a friend in the space and consultant, she's done some really good things where it's, it's challenged, um, Challenge the norm. And then uh, last last plug here, I promise. Uh, James Ellis is, is running a phenomenal uh, you know, course just to uh, show individuals that you don't need a six-figure budget to put together your employer brand and EVP. And I think that's huge uh, because it's really it's opening up more doors than it's closing, which I think is going to you know, go along with what I mentioned earlier, that it's going to help to uh, mature and you know, expand the space. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much talent in this space and it's just really interesting to to watch and see how it's going to develop. Alex, thank you very much for talking to me. Yeah, thanks for having me. My thanks to Alex. If you want to hear more from him, he's speaking at Wreckfest USA later in the year. It's taking place on the 13th and 14th of September in Nashville. Take it from me as someone who's been to Wreckfest many times, it's a unique and highly valuable experience. You can find out more by going to wreckfest.com slash USA. And as a Recruiting Future listener, you can get 50% off the ticket price by using the promo code RecruitingFuture23. That's RecruitingFuture23. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast, and get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.